the hundreds of just a like on Facebook or a comment or my phone's been blowing up, which is great. I appreciate it all. And I'm going to Minden to see some great basketball. Because that's because you're Doug Duda. This is Central Nebraska's most listened to all sports radio station. I'm getting the tuna sandwich with lots of lettuce on it today. <laughs> you like the tuna sandwich. Oh, yeah. I'll like never it. have to fight you for that. Nope, that'll be mine. I will never have to fight you. That's my that favorite. That's, that's my go-to sandwich. Your flavor is? Yes. All of them? Yes. Okay. A little spicier, the better. Okay. Because if I'm going to bite into something, I want it to kick back. So, you know, mild, eh, medium, eh, hot, yes. Yeah. As much as I hate to get away from the award-winning last five minutes yeah, that we've we yeah. on this yeah. show, you're listening to ESPN Tri-Cities, 1460 and 1550 AM, and now 92.1 and 92.7 FM. You know, when you have this many papers, Jimmy, I don't know what happens to them. I don't know where they go. They just mysteriously disappear. But all these piles here went down and not far enough. I'm going to do some cleaning on my side because I've got dates here that say uh, Texas San Antonio football. Now, coming to you live from the Midway Auto Dealership broadcast booth. Need a vehicle? Think Midway.com. Yeah, I try to do toasting. Sometimes I just don't have time to put it in the toaster. It's been a lively little show so far. Um, Certainly been worth everything I paid to listen to it. It's time for the Doug and Daddy Show. Good morning, Central Nebraska, and welcome to the Doug and Daddy Show on ESPN Tri-Cities. I'm Michael Shively, in for Doug Duda today. Jim Langan is with me. Danny Alvarado has returned from his Christmas travels, and so has the show. We hope uh, you're in a food coma that you've shoveled out, snow blown out, whenever you're done to, to get your uh, your driveway, sidewalks clear, and are ready to to think back about sports after some time off in the high school ranks, some time off in the college ranks. The pros have been playing still, but uh, uh, still a little bit of a downtime in the sports world. But don't worry, we have plenty to chat about. On the program today, we're going to welcome on Eric Rimpin. He is the head coach of the Amherst boys basketball team. They were state runners-up in Class C2 a season ago Lost most of their team to graduation, but uh, don't look now. They are a one-loss team heading into the holiday tournament. You'll be able to listen to their holiday tournament where they play Kearney Catholic, York, and Hastings St. Cecilia right here on ESPN Tri-City. So we're excited to have Coach Rippin join us. That will be about 10 minutes from now. Uh, Later on in the program, we'll play the best of from Friday's interview. Doug and Jimmy chatted with Heinrich Harburg, the Kearney Catholic product and the only scholarship returning quarterback for the University of Nebraska. It was a top-notch interview. If you want to listen to the full half an hour, you can check it out, newschannelnebraska.com. Click on the Sports Now tab or just go to the Doug and Daddy podcast button on the ESPN Tri-Cities tab. You can listen to the whole half-hour interview, but we will have the best... uh, or at least what I deemed the best uh, 10 minutes coming up later in the show. Well, Jimmy, uh, how was your Christmas? Uh, pretty good, really. I mean, I, I did drive my son back on Christmas Day from Kearney to Grand Island at night when and saw a lot <laughs> of cars in the ditch. And I was just hanging on, with, you yeah. know, had two hands on the steering wheel. And, you know, when you, you drive on the interstate, you're supposed to pick one lane or the other. Mm-hmm. I, I tried to stay <laughs> right, just like, right just in the dead center in case yeah. it started sliding one way or the other. But uh, when a semi would come by, I'd, I'd just kind of go, oh, man, here we go, you know, and hoping no no black ice. But saw a lot of people in the ditch, and uh, I was glad to get home. Yeah, that's good stuff. The interstate uh, back open now. I, I got back to Kearney yesterday about 7 p.m., and no trouble. You know, it, it was perfect conditions, honestly, on the interstate. And was shocked to see at 9.30 that they shut down the interstate, Kearney, westbound. Must have been the wind. That had to be the yeah, wind. Yeah, but it wasn't that windy. Okay, then if there had to be vehicles then stuck out there. Too many yeah, vehicles uh, out there on the road. Could have got icy. Yeah, and then, you know, once somebody has an accident or another one and they're, they're fighting that all day long, they just close the interstate. Because, yeah. you know, you can't 
have people backed up for hours. It had been shut know. down at Lexington to the west uh, right. since 5.30, and uh, then they shut it down at Kearney. That reopened about 9 o'clock this morning, and of course a, a big thank you to all uh, that that were out on uh, Christmas Day, day after Christmas, uh, clearing roads, uh, clearing streets, uh, helping out with the highway, responding to accidents, keeping people safe. Uh, that got both of us home here to Kearney. And uh, just get, got this in, uh, Katie Nolan, she's a sports personality uh, formerly with ESPN, formerly with Fox Sports, and do, does a podcast and stuff now. Uh, she was... She stayed at the Motel 6 in Big Springs, Nebraska. And there were people sleeping in their cars, using the lobby bathroom, she said. So Big Springs, Nebraska, right on the border with Colorado. Sure. Uh, just to kind of south that's of the turn, Sydney. Yeah, yeah that's right, kind of... Right, right. They got that uh, big gas station out there, big truck stop. Uh, you, you've been there before, haven't yeah, you? Yeah, absolutely. Right. But we're, we're talking about a pretty high-level TV sports personality yes, exactly. here. Katie Nolan was sleeping in the Motel 6 at Big Springs, Nebraska, stranded, trying to get uh, wherever she's going from Denver. Uh, so it affected everybody, not just the the regular Joes. Yeah, no kidding. I'm sure that's a heck of a deal. All right. The Ravens played the 49ers. You saw the game, right? The Ravens yes. and 49ers? Yes. Right. It was not a good showing for Mr. Purdy. Yeah. T- no, it was not. Tell me. Okay, now, they've, they've changed the odds on the Super Bowl. Who's supposed to be the favorite to win the Super Bowl? I mean, the odds have been changed. Yeah, uh, it, it to, was where the Niners were probably the the favorite going into that game, but yeah, are the Ravens favorite now? Nope, nope. The they Eagles, still, the 49ers are still oh, favored. Okay, yeah, the forty and and the Ravens are second. Dolphins third. Eagles are fourth, followed by the Chiefs who are fifth. All right, then you've got the Bills. Okay, and then you've got the Cowboys, and the Bills are tied at seven. They're both ten to one, and then there's one other team that's below twenty to one, and that's the Lions. So they think that's going to be one of those eights going to win it because everybody else is a huge double digit. But I thought that was interesting. I I would have guessed, just watching the Ravens play the 49ers, that that would have flipped. I, I would yeah. have guessed Vegas would have flipped that, but they did not flip it. They still have the 49ers almost. I mean, they are. Are um, they thinking maybe the Niners have an easier path to get to the Super Bowl than uh, the Ravens? No, no, absolutely no doubt. Yeah. With, you know, you've got the Ravens, you've got the Chiefs, uh, they got the... I really think the Dolphins are playing pretty well. I mean, there's just so many teams. And I think with the 49ers playing at home, they think they can maybe beat the Eagles and the Cowboys. But um, if, when I just look at it right now, I'm not a, I wouldn't be afraid to take the Cowboys at 10 to 1. I mean, they, I'm with you. Yeah, they've played pretty well on the road. And they lost. They've lost games on the road. They lost to the Eagles by 3. And they also lost to um, the Dolphins just the other night. But that game kind of came down to a last second field goal, you know. So. Yeah, I, I think Cowboys would definitely be someone to consider there. Yeah, right. uh, I mean, they can turn it on for sure. And I, I wouldn't sleep on the Buffalo Bills. I know they're not, they no, haven't uh, gotten completely guaranteed into the playoffs even yet. But Right, but the uh, way they're playing when they play well, they're, they're pretty yeah. dangerous. And I was not impressed with San Francisco's offense the other day. I just, uh, if, if you can stop the run, uh, you got a really good chance to stop. Then could you force Purdy to pass? Right. Right. So. We'll <laughs> Yeah, they're not a team that's a come-from-behind team. Boy, they are not. No, they, they, they like to run it with McCaffrey and do safe five, five to ten-yard passes. To McCaffrey. Purdy. Right, <laughs> yeah, to McCaffrey, yeah, yeah, yeah. to Debo Samuel. They, right, yeah, they his, got some his, uh, and, and I haven't watched the 49ers all season, but I'm sure a good chunk of his passing yards are yards after catch, where his receivers make plays like Debo Samuel, George Kittle, and Christian McCaffrey. They they bust it loose after he throws it ten yards and and uh, not that Brock is struggling this year he's an MVP candidate but uh, Ravens certainly poked some holes on uh, Sunday was that or Monday yeah it could have been Monday night but the, <laughs> the days got a little right. tough over no, the weekend but yeah but can the Kansas City Chiefs lost the game to the to the Raiders at home right after the Broncos lost to the Patriots at home so the AFC West I'm not so sure I want to take anybody in there. You know, I you know I right. you got to be able to win at home and in the cold weather, and they haven't been able to do that for a couple of weeks. Man, a Baltimore versus Miami AFC conference championship game that would be mighty fun. Think about those offenses going after each other, and Baltimore would be interesting because the weather could be tough. If it's in Miami, you're gonna have good weather. You're gonna have a lot of points. Yeah, you know, in the NFC, I don't know if I want the number one seed. Because the number one seed's going to end up playing the Cowboys, maybe, 
just mm. to get to the NFC yeah. Championship. Um, after the Cowboys' loss, I think the Eagles, the, their win over the Giants was really critical for them to go ahead and get set up to win the NFC. And so the Cowboys will have to be a like a whatever seed that would be, like a four seed or five seed, whatever that is. I think it's a five seed. And because the, the, every conference champion gets to be one, two, three, four, and then they give, start giving the wild cards. And anybody that plays the five, the Cowboys, I don't think that's going to be, a, you know, you don't want those guys. No. Anybody but the Cowboys. Give me the Green Bay Packers or somebody like that, right? <laughs> Bowl game action. And the Big Ten, couple of W's against depleted teams. But still, Northwestern finishes with an eight-win season. And I was there at Big Ten Media Days thinking, if they get one or two wins, David Braun did a wonderful job. Yeah, they were three, uh, three I think, nationwide for wins. They had over-under with three wins, and they win eight. That's incredible. Yeah, and they, they beat Utah, who was without their quarterback and some players and everything. But, but Utah was back-to-back defending Pac-12 champions. They didn't get it this year because of injuries. But Kyle Whittingham's group is always playing tough. And Northwestern won it with defense, 14-7. The, the, I, I couldn't be more impressed with that job. Yeah, and look who else. Minnesota won. They did. Granted, the they played West. Bowling Green. Yeah, but, but, <laughs> yeah, yeah I get that. But the Big Ten West. Yeah. I mean, how many people, in bowl games? Yeah, they thought they, how many games were you going to win? You know, and they're, yeah. yeah, they're two and zero in the bowl games. Yeah, so. which Minnesota got in five and seven because of their academic progress rating or whatever it was, because there weren't enough six win teams, and they they got in. And PJ Fleck undefeated. I believe this is now five and zero in bowl games as head coach at Minnesota. So PJ, he can get his boys ready, especially in the postseason. Yeah, and you know when you think about this, if that's a regular season game, early in like the second game of the year. Bowling Green at Minnesota. You really yeah, think, Minnesota's yeah, favored by yeah, 20. The Mac just hasn't had a lot of success against the Big Ten in winning games. They've had a lot of success in covering the point spread, but <laughs> no success in winning games. Hardly any at all. It's very yeah. seldom does this happen when there's a, a a big win where the Mac does does win the game. Um, there's been a couple times. I know Northern Illinois has played Nebraska a couple times, and uh, and the Mac's doing well in the bowl games, really, other than that game. Uh, and then Eastern Michigan got throttled by somebody like South Alabama. I think they, in fact, South Alabama just scored again. <laughs> you know, <so> yeah, <laughs> that did happen. Yes. Yeah, yeah. There's four bowl games today. The first at 2 p.m. Virginia Tech versus Tulane in the Military Bowl. You can listen to this on ESPN Tri Cities. 5:30 kickoff. The Duke's Mayo Bowl. Who will get the Mayo Bath? North Carolina or West Virginia's coach. Uh, Holiday Bowl tonight, 8 p.m., Louisville versus USC, and the Texas Bowl, Texas A&M versus Oklahoma State tonight at 9 p.m. The Dukes-Mayo Bowl, Texas Bowl, you can listen to on ESPN Tri-Cities. I think Oklahoma State will beat Texas A&M. That's a heck of a statement because A&M should have the best players. They're nobody's they, playing. Yeah. They're all pulled out. And who's coaching that? Yeah, I, is is the is Mike Elko the new head coach coaching it, or is it the interim head coach? Oh, I have no idea. No I idea. Just, I would take Mike Gundy's Oklahoma State as well in that one. Some breaking news uh, for Denver Broncos fans. Uh, this is certainly notable. Sean Payton says that Russell Wilson will be the backup quarterback on Sunday. Jarrett Stidham will start versus the Los Angeles Chargers in Week 17, which is no longer the last week of the NFL. It's the second-to-last week. So uh, Russell Wilson going to the bench, according to Coach Sean Payton. That's some football news, but we have some high school hoops to talk. We'll take a short break. When we return on the Doug and Daddy Show, Eric Rippin, the head coach of the Amherst Boys Basketball Squad, will join us. You're listening to ESPN Tri-Cities. Super savings going on now for our free flow hot tubs. I'm Doug Datterding. Come in and look at our free flow spas by Watkins that are in stock. These hot tubs plug into any outlet, are ultra energy efficient, and come with a great warranty. Plus, our expert service to back it up. Flexible financing is available. Stop in to Datterding's in Kearney or Grand Island and learn more. A free flow hot tub may be just the perfect choice for you. Choose better things at Datterding's. It's a quality of life. The year was 1979. Rocky Balboa was champ. Rocky Geyser was embarking on a real estate career. Balboa's next fight was Clutter Lane. Rocky Geyser's was 20% interest rates. Through all of his battles, inflation, recession, regulations, Rocky Geyser has always answered the bell. For 40 years, I've been in the ring with my clients sweating the details. Call Rocky Geyser of REMAX Executives today or log on to OneRocky.com. Put Rocky in your corner. 
It's been years since you graduated, but your college team is yours for life. You can also have a Farm Bureau agent for life, and auto, and home, and business insurance. Imagine that. One agent for everything. It's that simple. So get a Farm Bureau agent for life. In Kearney, call Rich Peters and Matt Myers at Farm Bureau Financial Services, 308-234-4922. Farm Bureau Life Insurance Company, Farm Bureau Property and Casualty Insurance Company. Securities and services offered through FBL Marketing Services, LLC, affiliate Farm Bureau Financial Services. Hi, this is Nebraska Treasurer Tom Breezy. Did you know there is more than $225 million in lost cash and other assets just waiting for the rightful owner to claim at NebraskaLostCash.gov? In fact, one in five Nebraskans have some sort of unclaimed property, which could be uncashed refunds rebates or old bank accounts with odds like that if you don't have unclaimed property you probably know someone who does be sure to search for your name your family or your business visit nebraskalostcash.gov see if my office is holding money for you Welcome back. Doug and Daddy Show, ESPN Tri-Cities. First day back from break. Glad you could be with us. I'm Michael Shively in for Doug Duda. Jimmy Langan with me as well. And so we talked some football just a moment ago, diving into high school hoops right now. They can't get on the practice court, but I'm sure work never stops for Eric Rippin of Amherst High School, the boys' basketball coach. Uh, Eric, thanks for taking some time to chat. How was your Christmas? Yeah, guys, it was it was really good. Um, went down to Omaha to my wife's family, and um, actually just traveling back here now to get ready to kick things back off. Good deal, and that's uh, because the moratorium that that's over after today, and you're back at it. What's that like uh, for for coaches? I'm sure you love the time away from practice, get to spend it with your family. That's important, but now you got to get ready for a holiday tournament. And you don't have much time to do it. Yeah, um, definitely a nice little break, you know, to get, get back and see, you know, some family and different things and hang out with some people. But um, And it's good for the kids to get a little break, you know, away from it. As, uh, you know, everyone knows basketball is a long season, so it's nice to get the kids a little break and whatnot. But, um, yeah, starting here tomorrow, uh, not a lot of time to prepare for a tough couple games coming up, but um, a lot of film study, you know, on my side of things and whatnot, but you know, you hope the kids watch a little bit too, but also you just, you know, you want them to be kids and enjoy, you know, their time off as well. Did you tell them to take it easy on the pie and maybe get a few shots up or did you just leave them free? <laughs> oh, we always tell them to try to find a gym, you know, somewhere to get, you know, the YMCA or whatnot to try to get some shots up and um, to do a little running. But, yeah, I mean, again, they're they're kids, so you know. You know, the running part probably didn't happen, but hopefully they, <laughs> they were able to get some shots up at some place. You know, Coach, the, uh, year in and year out, that holiday tournament usually is a gauntlet, but you're the only team with a winning record this year compared to last year when everybody was undefeated or only had one loss. Uh, you, but you were, you're scheduled down the, the stretch. You got Kozad, Ansley Litchfield, and Alma, all who are still undefeated. And that's your January schedule. So when you look at this, you've got to play them one at a time because when you're playing up in some of these B schools in St. Cecilia, the schedule that York and St. Cecilia and Kearney Catholic play, it's a gauntlet already for them. Your thoughts on the tournament? Yeah. Um, you know, just looking at record-wise, you know, people are going to say, oh, this is a down year and we should, you know, we should get through it. But um, like you just said, York's a Class B school, plays a very, very tough schedule, you know, early on. St. Cecilia has played, you know, a bunch of teams that are, you know, C1 and Class B even, you know, that they're playing up. And then uh, Kearney Catholic always, you know, plays a tough schedule, and they've played some good teams early on. So just going by record, you know, it's tough to, you know, a lot of people say that, but we just tell the kids that no matter what, you know, we're going to get everyone's best shot this year with, um, you know, the expectations that we have. And uh, we know Carney Catholic, you know, Coach Langan down there will have his kids ready to go. And um, then that York and St. Cecilia game should be a good one for us to get back, sit back and watch and, um, you know, get whoever comes, you know, um, the next day for us, you know, win or lose. And, um, but, yeah, I, I try not to look at record because we know the record doesn't, you know, go back and tell really the story of who these teams are. 
I'm with you. Having followed some of these teams and, and seen some of the, the squads that they've had to go against, they're certainly more formidable than their record says. And a holiday tournament action, it, it is a tournament. It's different than maybe a, a sub-district tournament, a district final, or, or especially than the state tournament. But does it, just because it's called a tournament to, or, or because it's teams that you don't normally play, does it feel different than just playing regular season games on back-to-back days, or, or is that more what it feels like? Um, I mean, yeah, a little bit different, especially when you only have one day to really prepare. Um, so we kind of treat it kind of like, you know, the state tournament and districts just because, you know, it gets the kids used to playing, you know, back-to-back games on short notice, um, you know, and whatnot. So we try to, you know, treat it as what we'll do when we, you know, come district time. And then once, you know, if we're able to get down to state again this year, you know, how that looks and whatnot. But, uh, you know, you always try to get the kids hyped up for a tournament and another chance, you know, to um, win a tournament. These seniors have never never won this, you know, in their, th- their three years so far. So um, it'd be something that we've talked about, you know, sending these seniors out with, you know, a win um, would be pretty special for them. We're talking to Eric Rippin. He's the head coach of the Amherst boys basketball team getting ready for the Kearney Catholic Holiday Tournament. Uh, Amherst, they are the defending uh, Class C2 runners-up. Uh, uh, coach, it was it was such a blast following that team last year. Of course, you had the, the added element of the senior class at playing for talent. You had the jersey on the side of the bench uh, for a classmate of theirs uh, that played basketball that had passed away after his freshman year. There was emotions. Uh, there was a big senior class that was full of talent, and you had a phenomenal season. Came up short against Freeman in the final, but that doesn't take away from what that group accomplished what were the days and weeks like after that tough championship game loss when you and the players were able to reflect on not only what they did that season but their whole four years? Yeah, um, like you said, just a really special special group of kids. Um, and Talon would have made that you know group even more special. You know, had he been able to um, go on that journey with us, but uh, I think. Um, the weeks after and the days after, you know, that ride home was, was a lot of fun. You know, the kids were tired, but we still, um, you know, just one last ride home, we got out to eat, you know, in Lincoln before we hit the road and the kids, you know, we just tried to talk about some different things and, um, you know, there were still some emotions, but, uh, couldn't have been more proud of what, what those kids did, you know, and were able to accomplish without you know, arguably a, you know, first team all stater, you know, that we would have had, um, with us. And, um, so it was, it was good. And we had a lot of people, you know, reach out to us from other schools, um, you know, and just other communities that follow our story throughout the state tournament that, um, you know, just how special, um, you know, that run was and how, you know, high character and good those kids were. And even the kids that are on the team now, and just the way they carried themselves, um, you know, it was just pretty phenomenal for 16- to 18-year-old kids to do, you know, and have to go through something like that. So, um, you know, it's something that life will never prepare you for. Um, and to go through it at that age for those kids and to still go down to Lincoln and make a run was just shows a lot about them and, um, you know, the families that raised them. So uh, they're definitely missed. You know, those, those seniors are missed. But, um, you know, we're trying to still – you know, continue, and we know we have a good team this year to hopefully, you know, make another run and see what we can get done this year for them. You know, Coach, last year you had pretty much an inside game, an outside game. You you had all the depth uh, on the bench. You really had everything you needed for the class that you were in. This year, is your bench thinner? Um, I, I know the Hadwiger kid's one of the best players in the area, and he can do it all. But you've got some shooters out there that can shoot the ball, I know, from last year. But are you a little thinner this year, or can you go pretty deep on the bench? Um, yeah, I mean, I would say that we're, you know, depth-wise is probably our biggest um, concern a little bit. Uh, right now, really, the first two kids that have been coming off the bench and getting the most minutes are two freshmen. Okay. Um, you know, and so... That's a tough spot for them, but, uh, you know, one is six three six four, who does a lot of good things, and then the other one is about the opposite of him. He's about five six, um, you know, but is just a little competitor and really high IQ guy, but 
Um, if we needed to get into our bench a little bit more, you know, we have guys that are very capable. Um, they just kind of need to find, you know, their way and just figure out, you know, a couple things and whatnot. But um, I think here, you know, more in the middle of January, end of January, I think you'll see us, you know, be able to pull a couple more guys off the bench too that we can um, trust and put in there for some minutes to give some guys some blows. You know, and Coach, you are in a, in a conference that is predominantly a Class D conference. So I think it's important to play people like Gothenburg, St. Cecilia, York, Kearney Catholic. You need to reach out if you're going to get better as this season goes on. And I thought, uh, whether it was you or Mr. Dietz, whoever was involved with scheduling Gothenburg, I thought it was a good schedule. Your thoughts on that? Yeah. Um, you know, we try We try that, you know, us boys and girls have both been C2 um, you know, here for the last couple of years, and our girls just dropped down to D1 um, this year. But we've tried to know that um, with the conference that we're in, you know, we need to go out and play some of these bigger schools. And, um, you know, Mr. Deeds tries to do a, you know, talk to both of us, you know, me and Coach Roar, and get our get our thoughts on some things. And, um, you know, we don't want to travel too, too far. So we think it's important to get, you know, like we said, Gothenburg and Broken Bow and Cozad and, um, you know, this holiday tournament's a big help for us. The last couple of years we've been in, um, invited down to that Hastings Hoops Classic, you know, where we've played up and different things. But, um, yeah, it's, those games aren't really important. And I think Gothenburg the other night, you know, we got off to a rough start. Um, but then we won, you know, quarters two, three, and four, and, you know, to see our kids fight back and battle and have a chance to win the game, you know, in regulation, uh, you know, really – I think was a good step in the right direction for us. And we talked about after the game when we were watching film the next day that um, I think we'll be better, you know, because of that game, even though we lost. Um, I think we'll look back and say that, that um, you know, it really helped us. I saw a lot, of, a lot of growth from a couple kids that we were really looking, you know, needing to take the next step forward. So, um, yeah, those games are really important, you know, even if, Teams, you know, if their record's not that good or, you know, whatnot, they still are used to playing bigger schools. And so they know, you know, their level of competition is, you know, better and whatnot. When you step on the floor, then they're going to bring that intensity level up that we have to match. So, um, and I thought our kids have done a good job. We're talking to Eric Rippin, a final couple of minutes here, the head coach of the Amherst boys basketball team. They sit at 5-1, and one, that lone defeat. You mentioned coming at Gothenburg in overtime. Kearney Catholic Holiday Tournament gets going here on Friday. They can't practice for it until tomorrow. Uh, but uh, when you do get to practice, you're going to be doing it in that new gym. Man, is that thing sweet. Haven't seen basketball there yet. I did see volleyball, and really I, I don't have any critiques. I love the, the lobby area, spacious. You can look in through the glass to see the court ample seating, really good area for the media uh, to set up and broadcast a game from, the sound system, the video boards, top-notch. What do you think about your new digs? Yeah, um, you know, it was something that we didn't know for sure exactly what was going to take place there. Um, you know, it was something that we didn't know if we were going to make it a competition gym and whatnot. Um, and then, you know, when the board came and said that there was some um, extra money and whatnot that it wasn't going to cost cost us anymore and whatnot that they were going to do it. I was very excited. The kids, I think, were super excited. Um, you know, it's a good thing for the community um, and whatnot. But, yeah, I, I think it turned out really, really nice, and it's been nice having games in there. So, um, you know, it's, it's a place where I think it's going to give us more opportunities to host um, different things, you know, whether that's camps in the summer or – wrestling tournaments or basketball tournaments you know whatnot i think um you know we'll be able to do that now and everything so it's it's been really nice the extra space has been fantastic um and whatnot so very very happy with it well folks need to get out there to amherst if they haven't yet check out this new facility it is top notch and you can see a good basketball team you can see one of the top players in the area. That's what Jimmy said a moment ago, talking about Tage Hadwiger, a senior. Last year he was getting about 15 points per game. It looks like a few games into the year he was doing a little bit more than that scoring-wise even. For people who haven't seen Tage or haven't seen him this year, why should they make it a point to see him while he's still in high school? And What does he mean to this Amherst team? 
Yeah, well, I mean, for one, you you know, his mustache is a must see. You know, I mean, his <laughs> that's important. That thing is, you know, that thing is, you know, kind of made him a little icon here. You know, going from state last year and different things and whatnot. But uh, no, he's he's a phenomenal kid, phenomenal player. Um, been really, it's been an honor, you know, to be his coach for the last, you know, three years, and now to get this year, you know, one more year with him, and you know, you just try to soak it all in as you don't get players that come through, you know, very often or opportunities to coach kids like this. And, um, you know, it's, everyone sees what he does on the court, you know, and, and what he does on the court is amazing. But what amazes me is everything he does off the court. He's, he's one of the top kids in his class. He's, you know, he's always going down and, you know, trying to um, interact with the little kids, you know, during school. I mean, all the kids are coming up to him after games, you know, wanting to say, and he's just, you know, always has a big smile and always takes time to see those kids and um, whatnot. And so, you know, what he does there is, I think, just as important as what he does on the court. But um, on the court, he's, he's definitely one a tough one to stop that we're going to lean on, you know, quite a bit, you know, going down here the rest of the season. But, um, you know, I think he does a good job of being a leader for the other kids, too. You know, I think it's important for these freshmen that are getting on the court, you know, a year to play with a player like that and see how he does things and see how he practices. He's one of the best, you know, our top workhorse guys, even in practice and energy wise. And he's trying to encourage everybody and stay positive while also, you know, taking the burden of playing 32 minutes a night on a basketball court. So um, just really just trying to sit back and soak it all in for the last year that we have with him and whatnot. But, um, you know, again, he does so many things that are great, you know, inside and outside of school. Awesome stuff, uh, Coach Eric Rippin of Amherst Boys Basketball. It's always a pleasure. Thanks for taking time, and best of luck here in the holiday tournament. Thanks, Coach. Yeah, no, appreciate it, guys. Thank you very much. Eric Rippin, the 5-1 and one Amherst Broncos. They take on Kearney Catholic. That's in the Kearney Catholic Holiday Tournament on Friday. You can listen to it on ESPN Tri-Cities. Tip-off scheduled for 6 45. That is the boys' game. Of course, the girls also in action. You can hear Kearney Catholic versus Amherst, a 5 o'clock tip-off on Friday. We'll be, uh, or we as in, I I think it's Doug. I believe it's Doug, not Randy. He'll be on the call and have that championship as well on Saturday. A 5.15 for the boys, a 3.30 for the girls. Amherst has a good chance to get there in both. uh, But, oh, Amherst-Kearney Catholic, first-round matchup on the girls' side. That'll be a dandy as well. Here's an interesting deal. Alma this year is 9-0. Alma, oh. Alma boys are 9-0, and they're in the same sub-district as Amherst, and they're going to play January 9th. Those two teams are. All right. Uh, Alma's, the teams they beat that they're 9-0 with have a record of 15 wins and 51 losses. Mm. So, so they haven't played a tough they schedule. Haven't played they played the opposite of they a tough schedule. Yeah, they, have, they haven't played anybody with a winning record yet, but that still doesn't mean, hey, right. they can't you know, beat somebody. They got, I mean, Give me somebody that has a winning record then. But it's kind of interesting that their record is 15-51 uh, and 51 <laughs> is what the teams that they beat. Of course, now nine of those 51 losses are – They'd be 15 and, uh, what, 42 without having to play home. You know what I mean? Yeah. But, uh, um, but yeah, I'm looking right now at the Class C2 PowerPoints on yeah. the NSAA website, yeah. and I can't even count. They're about 20. Yeah, They're I'll, about 20th with a 9-0 and record. Yeah, 9-0 and and 20th. Isn't that something? <laughs> Unbelievable that you've uh, – but, I mean, I just thought I'd throw that out because I no, thought it was kind of an interesting deal. Yeah, like yeah. We're, we're talking to Amherst and, and the schedule that they play, and they're playing Gothenburg and – Broken Bow and have their holiday tournament. Alma doesn't even it is not in a holiday tournament. Mm. They uh, they, they uh, play quite a few games in January though. Hey, so much is based on your geography, and when it's you know you're around schools that are smaller than you or schools that struggle, it's it's hard to get the strength of yeah, schedule. You gotta play your conference schedule, right? Yeah, yep. yeah. Amherst sitting seventh in the C two boys wild card standings. By the way, lots of season to go. All right, if you're heading to some uh, basketball, some holiday tournament action, I know Adam Central is hosting a holiday tournament, and 
Uh, what you want to do before you get there is go to Big Dally's Deli in Hastings. They offer the best sandwiches, delicious homemade soups, perfect time of year for that. Get some party trays for some uh, late Christmas gatherings, some New Year's Eve gatherings. Uh, uh, you'd be the hit of the party with a Big Dally's Deli party tray. The unique home of a bazillion and one deli sandwiches, two locations to serve you in Hastings at 610 East South Street. That's by Duncan Field and 801 West 2nd Street. That's right there in the heart of downtown Hastings. At All Big Dally's Deli Sandwiches served with your choice of freshly baked bread or a bun, cheese, fresh veggies, and condiments with a dill pickle spear on the side. Up next to the best of from our interview with a Kearney Catholic alum and Huskers quarterback Heinrich Harburg. That's coming up. You're listening to the Doug and Daddy Show on ESPN Tri-Cities. Did you know that in downtown Kearney, you can get a banner to show your support for your local sports team, a graduate, or really anything you want to tell everyone you're proud of? Copycat Printing has paper banners, vinyl banners, yard signs, even collage boards made out of paper or foam board. Come on into Copycat today. They're your printing headquarters. Their professional, friendly design staff will help you with everything from start to the finish of any printing job. Think, shop, and buy local with Copycat Printing of Kearney. Online at CarneyCopycat.com. Five Points Bank has been your hometown bank for over 40 years. From personal banking to mortgage, business, and more, Five Points continuously finds ways to make your banking experience easy and enjoyable. Offering the best of both worlds with kind and welcoming employees in the bank while creating a strong online presence to accommodate your busy lifestyle. Five Points Bank Innovative Technology adds layers of security while being easily accessible to all age groups. Better choices, better service. Five Points Bank of Grand Island, Kearney, and Hastings. Escape Ordinary by heading to Cunningham's downtown or Cunningham's on the lake in Kearney. You'll enjoy the coldest draft beer in town, happy hour specials, and great food. An outstanding place to relax with friends after work, on the weekends, or any time to escape everything. Plus, you can dance and listen to their live bands every weekend at the downtown location. It's a great time every time when you escape ordinary at Cunningham's Journal, on the bricks, and Cunningham's on the lake, Kearney. Imagine a job where your inner child could be released. Franklin County Roads is here to make your inner child's dreams come true. Make a good living maintaining the roads of Franklin County. Come on, what little kid didn't want to drive a real Tonka machine and play in the dirt all day? To find out how you can help get started living your inner childhood dreams, stop by the Roads Department at 1215 G Road, Franklin, Nebraska, or call 308-425-3710 from 9 to 4, Monday through Thursday. Don't have a CDL? That's okay. Franklin County will pay for your schooling. Franklin County Roads Department is an equal opportunity employer. Michael Shively, Jim Langan with you. Doug and Daddy Show, ESPN Tri-Cities. We were talking uh, some high school sports holiday tournament action with Coach Eric Rippin of Amherst. Uh, but that's not the only holiday tournament. Mentioned that Adam Central holiday tournament. They have uh, Alliance coming to town, Broken Bow as well, uh, another squad who I'm forgetting. But uh, uh, that's not all either. Uh, what, what else uh, is going on in holiday tournament world? Well, um at Ravana, Shelton uh, is eight and zero, and the boys, and Overton and Sandhills Thedford, six and one and five and one. Sandhills Thedford was the state football champions. You know, I mean, <laughs> right. and, and Ravana's there, and they played a really gauntlet schedule. They're two yeah. and five, but they've had it. So that's going to be a really good one. A uh, GICC added North Platte St. Pat's and Minden with O'Neill St. Mary to their holiday tournament. You know, so there's some good ones in S- Sandy Creek and. Uh, Adam Central, you know, just some really good basketball. Carney Catholic, the one they they have here too, I think is a, a good one. So there's a lot of really good ones out there. You know, that, so if you're staying at home, you should shouldn't you should be getting out there and watching some high school hoops if you like it. Absolutely, of course you can listen to them. That Carney Catholic tournament on ESPN Tri Cities, the Adam Central Holiday Tournament on KHAS Radio. I was uh, on the air for News Channel Nebraska TV, Grand Island Central Catholic against Seward on Friday. And had a gentleman come up uh, wearing some Shelton gear, and he was saying, you ought to get to Shelton, broadcast that Shelton versus Overton game, uh, not in the holiday tournament, the regular season game, broadcast that on NCN TV. I thought, that sounds like an awfully good idea. Girls and boys, be a loaded matchup right there. Well, just as we promised, we need to get to our best of Heinrich Harburg interview uh, first. Uh, 
want to thank our sponsors, Debtor Dings. This is the right time to buy your new hot tub, and Debtor Dings is the place. They have a great selection with the new Nordic hot tubs now in stock, along with our full lines of Hot Spring, Hot Spot, Limelight, and Free Flow hot tubs, names and brands that represent quality. We have tubs in all sizes and for any budget. 12 months, no interest, low payment financing is available with approved credit. No need to wait, and why would you? There's snow on the ground. It's perfect time to get outside, look at that snow, and laugh at it from your hot tub from Detterdings. See Detterdings in Kearney and Grand Island or go to Detterdings.com. Now here are some clips from uh, our interview on Friday with uh, Kearney Catholic alum and Husker quarterback Heinrich Harburg. Your thoughts first on the guys that uh, won't be back next year. Yeah, you know, it's, for me, going back to my first year, 2021, with Adrian, Logan Smothers, Matt Masker, you know, those were, those were the three guys that I was with in spring, in spring, uh, spring camp. And, you know, we were close. We were really close. They brought me in, you know, amazing group of guys. You know, after that, I was like, okay, as long as I'm here, I want this to be how the quarterback room is. I want it to be we have each other's backs no matter what. Because, you know, going in, I didn't know how it was going to be. I didn't know is this like a one-man, like every man for himself? Or, you know, um, is it is it going to be a team? And then, you know, we bring in the next year, you know, Adrian leaves, Casey comes in. Um, add a couple more guys to the depth, but I mean it's and then we we're still we still have kind of that team quarterback room, but not as much. Um, and then this year, Jeff, um, you know Chuba's been here, but you know Jeff and Chuba, it's me basically after the spring. It's me, Jeff, and Chuba. And, you know we we become really tight. You know we do. You know we still compete every day. You know that's that's that, that's not even a question at this level. I mean you. You can be as close as you want, but you got to compete. And so I wouldn't say there's ever a lack of competition, but I mean, Chubba and Jeff Chubba and I, when Chubba and I would go golfing, you know, every other day in the spring, you know, just trying to hang out with each other. I mean, it's tough when you have all these transfers. You're trying to find your group of guys that you know you may not be there for more than a year, but you know, love Jeff, love Chubba. I mean, those are those are guys that I'll talk to for the rest of my life. Um, you know, I think, I think both of them are really talented. You know, Jeff obviously didn't. I think, like I said, I think kind of the year for him went like Colorado. It started, and he just. It's so hard when the bottom's falling out from underneath you. You know, that's why Chubb and I tried to lift him up as much as we could because we knew that, you know, there's going to be a point where we needed Jeff, and there was, you know, against Maryland, um, but. You know, I mean, Chubba's Chubba's um, great guy, phenomenal guy, and you know, he's a great athlete. Um, and I think he's going to go wherever he goes. It's going to he's going to do big things. Have you or did, have you had a chance to interact with Daniel or or uh, Mr. Rayola or Mr. Kalen so far? And have you shown them where the backup quarterback locker is? <laughs> <laughs> no, um, you know, I texted both. The, I'm, I've met both those guys. You know, recruiting visits mm-hmm. and all this. You know. I mean, it's at the end of the day, they're going to bring in, you know, really, I'm, I'm glad, you know, Nebraska can attract, you know, this high of recruits that, that says something about what we've done and what we've shown, you know, this year um, under Coach Rule. And so, I'm, you know, I'm glad, you know, I, both of them are coming in. You know, I'm glad Daniel, you know, that that's a hard spot to be put in. Um, you know, he, he, he's probably told you're going to be the only quarterback and, and I know he works his butt off. Um, and so, you know, I think it's a testament to him for sticking to his commitment. Um, you know, Dylan seems like a great kid. Um, you know, I'm sure he's going to come in. And, you know, I mean, now it's well, – there's three scholarship quarterbacks. Two of them are freshmen. And I'm the old head, which is funny. I mean, I, shoot, I can't even go on O Street. I'm not even 21 yet. So, I don't know how I'm the old head. Um, but, I mean, it's crazy just – kind of the cycle that we've been through um, of quarterbacks, you know, I mean, last year in, you know, in January, by that point, I was the longest tenured Nebraska quarterback, but I was also the youngest, which, I mean, it's... That's crazy. It, it's really weird. Um, 
but you know, hopefully I can uphold the, you know, keep building the standard of the quarterback room. Um, and, you know, be a, be a leader as much as I can um, to my room, to the offense. You know, I never want to step on, you know, I'm, I'm not a real big vocal guy. Um, but, you know, last year I tried to lead by example, and I think it, it ended up um, expanding into a bigger role. And so, you know, I'm not going to change anything. Um, but I think this offense has a really good opportunity to be good this year. I guess the last question I'd have is you started out like catching some passes in the Minnesota game. Uh, they kind of had you maybe three three deep in the quarterback. If you were the third quarterback, do you think they'll use you that way again uh, and have you come out on the field, or do you think that you're just you're, they're just going to say, hold it, you know, you're too good and you're too valuable at the quarterback position. We're not going to risk any type of an injury throwing to a tight end for a three-yard gain. Yeah, I mean – so, I, I know there's been a little bit out. Let's clear this up. So, from the spring, you know, I was kind of slotted at number two quarterback, number two quarterback. You know, going into fall camp, I was, you know, Chubb was making a push. Um, you know, I were battling for two and went into Minnesota as the backup quarterback. Um, and, you know, they told me, you know, hey, you're too good of an athlete to have on the bench. You know, that's, it's just not right. Um, and so, there's a couple plays where they put in for me to go with a tight end to go to a you know, wide receiver or something. You know that. And, I mean, even they told me even moving forward, you know, if if you're not the starting quarterback, you'll we're going to keep developing a quarterback. You'll never go to a tight end meeting or a wide receiver meeting. Like you'll never be coached by anyone else besides the quarterback coach. But you know, you're too good of an athlete to have on the bench. So. You know, we're going to have packages for you at tight end. We're going to have packages for you wide receiver, you know, all this stuff. So, you know, if you know, moving forward, if you know, if I if I don't get the starting quarterback spot, then you know, you, yeah, I'll line up at tight end, you know, run a couple routes, maybe go to running back. You know, sure. you, you never know. Um, you know, I think Coach Rule talked about that um, in his press conference the other day about being the, the defense was already positionless. You know, he's talking about the 49ers being kind of a positionless offense, and he wants us to kind of move towards that. Sure. Being able to bring a wide receiver into running back, being able to, you know, just have all these guys line up at different positions and know the playbook well enough that, you know, I I was never taught how to run routes. Um, But, you know, that's something that, you know, naturally I guess I can just kind of do. Um, And I know the routes because I'm a quarterback. (laughs) I know all the plays, so. I know what route every single person is supposed to run. So, you know, that's something that, you know, we can use to our advantage. Um, you know, obviously I'm going to keep battling. Um, you know, my first goal is to be the starting quarterback. Sure. So, you know, going to con- continue to do that. I don't remember the whole sidearm thing in high school, and I know you've caught some, and, and again, whatever, whatever completes the ball, I say. There were some batted balls, maybe that's what the whole deal was. Well, you weren't coming over the top. Was that just something that, has come around, was that learned? You you didn't throw it like that. And you don't throw it like that every time, yeah. which is what I told everybody. I said, well, he doesn't do that every time. But Or was that something that I missed in high school? You didn't really <laughs> do that in high school, did you? No. Um, you know, I think that's just, you know, kind of a bad habit you pick up. Um, and, you know, sometimes it is useful, like fourth down against Illinois. Um, you know, I completed a shallow to Alex Bullock that, you know, kind of like kept us moving. If I don't throw that sidearm, that doesn't get completed. Mm. So there are sometimes you you watch Mahomes and you know Aaron Rodgers, guys like that. You know they know how to use it, and so that's something that you know I'm going to work on this off season. You know, working when to use that because I like you know, it's not good all the time. You know, you get balls batted down. I mean, shoot, like I'm six five, six six. Like probably shouldn't have should probably shouldn't have balls getting batted down. But then you look you look at Justin Herbert. Uh, he gets balls about down on time, and that makes me feel a little bit better. I mean, he's six seven, um, <laughs> but you know that's something that you know I want to fix, and something that the coaches have told me. You know, hey, we're going to work on this year. So, you know, I think moving forward, that'll just be something that you know work on when and where to do it. That was Heinrich Harburg. That was Friday on the Doug and Daddy Show. If you want to listen to the whole interview, you can. Newschannelnebraska.com. You can listen to the full show by going to the Doug and Daddy podcast button. That's on the ESPN Tri-Cities tab. Or go to the Sports Now tab and scroll down a little bit. You'll see... 
the story with the highlights cut out and a story written about it. But uh, this was the, the news-heavy section uh, that wasn't really reviewing last year. It wasn't, uh, uh, yeah, it, it wasn't some of his just general thoughts. We talked about news. Uh, so things like, is he open to a position change? What's it like changing out the quarterbacks in the room every year? Uh, what was his relationship like with Chubba Purdy? Oh, they went golfing almost every day. Uh, what do you think about your throwing motion, Heinrich? What are you going to do to adjust it? Those were the things that I think Husker fans wanted to hear because they want the in-state guy to get in there and compete with the five-star Dylan Riola. Uh, he's going to have a, an uphill battle is what most people think, but uh, adjust the throwing motion a little bit play with confidence. I think he was lacking confidence a little bit late there in the in the season and that led to some poor performance, but uh, play with the better confidence, a little bit more accuracy and he can compete. That's that's where I'll go with it. Well, one of the biggest adjustments. We we were talking off the air and I, I was talking um, about the field goal kicker gets all this credit for making these long field goals and yeah, God he should do. He gets should get most of the credit. But uh, what happens in sports is people don't realize that the snapper and the holder, how critical they are to that ball being when he holds it, when he holds that ball perfect and you're attempting a 50-yard field goal, there's not much room for error. If you're off at half an inch, that ball, by the time it gets 50 yards, it's going to go off seven feet. Yeah. You know, it's going to be at the trajectory. I mean, if you just, I mean, if you're, I mean, and so, I mean, I, I was just talking about the holder and the kicker and, and how important that is. Well, on a football team, one of the biggest things that happens from the high school to the college to the pro level is when you throw a pass, how tall the defensive linemen are. So if you're a quarterback and you throw the ball, very seldom in high school do your passes get batted down at the line of scrimmage. Right. you got five foot ten defensive pass. Yeah, right. But you will have some. But the, not only that, the coaches at the high school level, we are worried. We're coaching a lot of different things. And some of us, you know, we try to get your hands up, but it's not as a critical stopping the run. You know yeah. what I mean? I mean, you got to stop the run first. And, but a good pass rusher will get his hands up at the last second and try to make a trajectory where you can just get a tip on the ball, and that causes some incomplete passes. Well, at the college level, they this is something that's coached all the time. And at the NFL level, it's coached so much you got hands in the face called all the time on the defense. <laughs> yeah. You know, I mean, you've seen that tra- trajectory. Right. So when people are talking about his, his arm throw and his throwing motion, a lot of quarterbacks have to make sidearm throws or they have to adjust it if the pocket – is collapsing because if they've got a wide open target where their left guard and their uh, the center and they've got an opening there, that's where that quarterback's going to run. He gets to that spot and there he throws his pass. So he's got to first he's got to get that wide open trajectory so he can has a wide open throw. Or sometimes that's why you leave the pocket so you can get out there and you don't have those defensive linemen batting that ball down. So I have no problem with him throwing those wide outside arm throws that he did when he was trying to get the ball to the sideline. I think it's a bad throw when you're throwing down the middle of the field, but when you're throwing to the sideline, I have no problem with you having that trajectory because that will not get knocked down by a a defensive lineman. Do you agree with what I said there about giving that analogy of the holder and the snapper, and we never talk about them. No, it's but it's we never... a game of inches, and it's a, such a cliche yeah. to say that. And you often think that's, oh, and game inches means, you know, if you're getting a third, fourth down or a first down. But, no, it, it, it could be game inches and, and how that's, the hold is placed, the arm slot of your quarterback, yes. the extra inches of wingspan on a defensive end. Correct. Totally it, correct. Those, those small things matter completely, and I think Heinrich did a wonderful job with his answer when asked about uh, his – his throwing motion. He he stood up for it and said, you know, there are some scenarios where I completed passes that mattered in games where if I had gone straight overhand, they wouldn't have been completed and that would have been a problem. But he said he he used it in scenarios where he probably shouldn't yes. and it affected his accuracy. And he said coach Matt Rules going to try to get some resources available to to help him improve upon his throwing motion uh, in this off season and you know, I, I think he he can go in there and compete. Uh, I also liked what he was saying about just being the old guy in the room and that he's not even 21 yet. 
because people will forget this. You know, they they know that Heinrich's been there for three seasons, and uh, he has five, six starts under his belt. Uh, you feel like he's just a veteran guy. He doesn't turn 21 until March. Spring practice will be well underway, if not close to finished, by the time he turns 21. We're talking about a 20-year-old guy still. Uh, Dylan Raiola is going to walk in at 18. There's two years differences all in terms of age. And given the amount of practice time that we have now found out that Heinrich did not have uh, in his second year on campus, they're not too far off in terms of experience, but... You know, the one thing that Heinrich Harburg has that no other Nebraska quarterback had on the roster this year or this coming year is he was the starting quarterback in a game that Nebraska won. Yes. No other quarterback did that this year. Well, here's another thing about Harburg is, you know, when he stood in there, I thought he was a really good quarterback uh, with game management. When we had Illinois in trouble uh, and uh, on the road, and Illinois was a four-point favorite in that game at Illinois, Nebraska, Illinois. And yeah. we won on a Friday night. And we, I think we won that game like 20-7. to seven, But the offense didn't play very well. They didn't think. They were talking about, oh, we could have put this away. And right. Hey, you know, there's some times where you don't want to take a risk play and be too risky when your defense is holding them to seven. You're already up 20-7. to seven. If you're down 20-7, to seven, you have to take some risk. When you're up 20-7, to seven, the Illinois has got to take the risk. Hey, you know, we've got the ball. If we don't get the touchdown, so what? Now you got to march 92 yards. You know, I, you know um, I thought the Wisconsin game we lost when it was 14 to nothing, Nebraska in the second quarter. Wisconsin's offense was doing nothing. And we went for it on fourth down and like a yard from the 39-yard yep. line. Didn't get it. You know, to me, punt the ball, get him down to the there. five. You know, yeah, you're exactly. But that momentum of the game will switch. And you don't need to do anything risky. And I thought that's probably where we lost the Minnesota game. You know, we lost the game. Uh, look at the Iowa game by taking that chance to move, go to overtime. We had a couple of these things where, you know, the quarterback, his decisions actually did cost us a game or two. Oh, and no it, was the quarterback's, it was the quarterback's yeah. decision. And, and, you know, when you go, that was a dumb call play by the coach. The coach calls the play. If it's not there, it's the quarterback's job to go hold it. We tried this play. The defense reacted perfectly. I got to throw this ball out of bounds or take a two-yard loss and keep the clock running. Those are your two choices. You can't force the ball in there when the game's tied. Heinrich owns that there were too many turnovers, specifically fumbles by quarterbacks. He owned that. That wasn't a part of this uh, highlights that we aired. And he also stood up for his offensive coordinator, Marcus Satterfield, who has had some heat uh, coming from Nebraska fans, and uh, Heinrich stood behind him and said that he liked the the game plan, he liked the calls, and and thought that he was doing all he could. So uh, fascinating stuff. Again, you can listen to the full interview, newschannelnebraska.com. Either find it in our Sports Now tab for the highlights section or listen to the full show from Friday in our Doug and Daddy podcast uh, uh, on the ESPN Tri-Cities tab. Our podcasts are back up. Uh, we know good. it was a, it was a tough couple of months there uh, between systems. One crashed, and we had to get the new one lined up and paid for and sent equipment in to get it going. Uh, more than I ever thought that we'd need to do to get that rolling. But it's going now, so you can once again listen uh, to podcasts. uh, That's replays of previous shows on Spotify, on uh, Apple Podcasts, TuneIn, wherever you listen to your podcast, uh, we are now back up. Uh, And if you are thinking about lunch, it's about that time, folks, to head to the chicken coop. Uh, uh, Your leftovers finally ran out of those, or you're just tired of them. You got a good lunch option. Dinner options, too. Chicken Coop in Kearney. Here's a list of the burgers. I don't know if you had many burgers over Christmas. It's time to get back to the burger grind. You got a Western Burger, Ragin' Cajun, Cuban Burger, Double Bacon, Mushroom Burger, Bacon Burger, Regular Hamburger, Totally Jack, Bacon Blue, South of the Border. Those are all just burgers and uh, plenty more where that came from. Uh, wings, everything else at the Carney Chicken Coop. Our final thoughts as we round out the program next on the Doug and Daddy Show on ESPN Tri-Cities. When the passing of a family member occurs, too often loved ones have too little information on planning the funeral. Horner, Liskey, McBride, and Kuehl developed their website to provide both information and comfort, etiquette, and common sense. Visit hlmkfuneral.com. The more you know, the better they can provide additional comforting guidance during life's most trying time. 
Horner, Liskey, McBride, and Kuehl Funeral and Cremation, providing steady, comforting service as they have for nearly 100 years. A duo that's perfect together. That's Thurston Heating and Air Conditioning and Lennox. Thurston Heating and Air Conditioning is your local Lennox dealer, and we're committed to making your family's home comfort our top priority. With a wide assortment of Lennox products to offer, Thurston Heating and Air Conditioning will ensure your home's air is perfect for your family. Call us today at 308-234-2533 or visit us online at thurstonheatingandair.com to learn more about how you can experience the expert service and care offered by Thurston Heating and Air Conditioning. South Central Diesel of Holdridge has over 100 years of diesel fuel injection experience and has been putting customer relationships first since 1971. They are factory authorized to repair all types of diesel fuel injection systems and have a full-service drive-in repair facility to repair your diesel Ford, Chevy, or Dodge pickup. SCD's factory trained technicians are committed to providing the best service to their customers. Stop by 115 South East Avenue in Holdridge for all your diesel pickup repairs, pumps and injectors, diesel performance parts, and turbochargers. Or call them at 1-800-228-8482 to put them to work for you. Family Physical Therapy and Sports Center, getting you back into the game of life. With several locations in Kearney and surrounding areas. Ask your doctor how Family Physical Therapy can improve your quality of life. Family Physical Therapy and Sports Center, excellence in rehabilitation, is a very proud supporter of all of our area athletes, in and out of the game. Locations serving Kearney, Lexington, Minden, Ravana, and Wood River. sponsor of the Doug and Daddy show it's TNL Irrigation TNL Irrigation Company knows their way around a field and across it into the corners and even through storms TNL engineers are constantly working on solutions producers need like the new gooseneck cradle corner system attachment it greatly improves corner span stability to tackle steep terrain and stand up to high winds if you're looking to upgrade your corner system or add on new call your TNL Irrigation dealer today or visit TLIRR.com to learn more. TNL like no other. Michael Shively in for Doug Duda today. Doug's back tomorrow. And Jimmy Lang in with me as well. Final couple of thoughts. Uh, we've been talking Nebraska football. Well, uh, uh, we know for sure that one of Nebraska's top wide receivers will not be back. Uh, Marcus Washington declared for the NFL draft over the weekend. His, you know, I don't know if he would have really had the option. Uh, he he had torn his ACL against Illinois the sixth game of the year. Matt Rule said they're going to try to petition the NCAA for a medical waiver to get a sixth college season, but usually if you've played in five games, that's going to be a tough one to sell the NCAA on. So uh, he might have got word that he uh, wasn't going to get that uh, extension or or else uh, decided it wasn't worth trying to lobby for it. Decided to declare for the NFL draft. I, I don't think Marcus Washington will be a person that uh, is considered on draft boards or invited to the Combine, but you can do the free agent route and have a chance there. But one of Nebraska's veteran pass catchers had a hunch he wouldn't be back. Now he's officially not going to be back. Yeah, that's not a that was news that I didn't know was going to happen, but uh, it you know it's, it's a situation where... You know Trey Palmer in the last two years is the only guy you wanted back. You know what I mean? I mean, I mean, if you, I, mean, I would have taken Marcus Washington yeah, he, back. It would have been. It would have been. It would have been a different yeah. scenario than Trey Palmer. Yeah, 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 yeah exactly. So I mean, yeah, when you when you look at guys that you're going to miss, or um, right, you know, here's the thing of it is is when you recruit, and let's say you're in the MIAA. Yeah. All right, and you're going, boy, I'd like to have that guy. Well, is that guy going to make you twenty and ten? Or is that guy going to keep you at 14 and 18? <laughs> you know, I mean, on your basketball team I'm talking about. So when you're recruiting, you, you got to make those decisions about, hey, if I, if I can get this guy, maybe we can go 20 and 10. Because that should be the goal. The sh- goal should not be to go 10 and 20 and keep getting kids that, you right. know, that, you know that'll, get, that'll keep me right at 10 and 20 again or whatever. So, or, hey, yeah, that, there's another guy. If we can keep him, that'll help us. We'll still say five and seven. You know, I think the goal is to get to, you know, seven and five or, 
you know, eight and four, six and six. We got to go up. And I think well, that's one thing that was good about Matt Rule's first year. They did go five and seven. They could have gone seven and five. Easy. Well, okay. They could have gone seven and five. If they do, I, I don't know what the improvement's going to be. You know, the improvement, <laughs> you know, because now. I'll still you, take the seven wins. Yeah. But if you're five and seven, you, you can show, yeah, hey, right. look, look how much we improved. We're it's, eight it, and four now. Yeah, you yeah, know, that, right. You know, nope, and yeah. five We're and seven better. was an improvement upon the previous season. Yeah, that's so, right. You know, you did have, and you had that promise that you could have done better. So, yeah, seven wins next year. I think most Husker fans would be probably content. I don't know if they'd be thrilled, but they'd be content with seven and five. And, but uh, we talk so much about that quarterback position, whether it's Harburg, whether it's uh, Dylan Riola. Looks like a Daniel Kalen might uh, wait out a few seasons before getting his shot. But uh, who are they going to be throwing the ball to? Uh, so we know it's not going to be Marcus Washington. Uh, we know Ty Hahn has moved on, who played some valuable snaps. Uh, uh, you That leaves uh, the freshman from this past season, Jalen Lloyd, your uh, Malachi Coleman, uh, then Alex Bullock is a veteran guy, but not an explosive player. You're hoping still to pull somebody from the transfer portal. I know they have a visitor coming in uh, at some point, a, a wide receiver, but the the wide receiver room is not stocked with proven commodities. The tight end room, you know, Borkature, Fedoni, good players, uh, not first-team all-conference, or at least they haven't shown that yet. So we need to maybe slow the expectation still in the passing game. I know there's eight months of expectations to come, but uh, whether it's Viola or Harburg, right now they don't have anyone with any real experience to throw to. Yeah. And, and, and Or expl- if they are experienced like Bullock, well, they're not an explosive player. Right. And, and you know, you need some separation. you got to get some separation. you got to have some speed. you got to run good patterns. So right. w- we'll see. So, Isaiah yeah. Garcia-Castaneda, to, to be determined if he's coming back, he hasn't announced one way or another he'll be coming off of injury either way uh other transfer portal news uh, this is uh, volleyball and basketball related maggie mendelson entered the transfer portal uh, she is a six foot five volleyball middle blocker also played on the basketball team as a forward and center she has been here two seasons didn't get tons of time on the volleyball court she played last year in a reserve capacity once the volleyball season was done on the basketball team added some rebounds not a ton of scoring average seven minutes per game Makes sense for her to move on. My guess, she'll specialize. You don't see too many volleyball, basketball, double sports anymore. And there's a reason. It's too hard. So she can uh, get a fresh start somewhere else. Best of luck to her. I bet she'll be fantastic. She was one of the top-rated recruits in her class. Well, Jimmy, uh, glad you made it back from Christmas. Yeah, I didn't go anywhere. <laughs> well, yeah, that, yeah. you, you know, you never know. I a little bit yesterday. <laughs> Did you scoop a little snow? Uh, so I got back at 7 o'clock last night. I, I cleared the sidewalks. There you go. You just drive over the top of the driveway? I parked or? on the street and okay, uh, cleared go. the sidewalk so the mailman can get there. There you go. And I think uh, later this afternoon I get, I'll be doing the driveway. All right. Sounds great. <laughs> we better get to it. Thanks so much to everybody uh, who joined us today. That was Eric Rippin, the Amherst boys basketball coach. And uh, we played Heinrich Harburg from before. Quick mention of one of our sponsors before we shine sign off. That's Husker Sit and Sleep. Uh, they're, they're on Central Avenue, open 10 to 6, Monday through Saturday, 1 to 4 on Sunday. They sell right off the floor. You can see it, buy it, take it, or it can be delivered. Check out their website, Husker Sit, the letter N, sleep.com. I just got a recliner from there. Uh, Merry Christmas to my wife, and uh, she's loving it. So hit them up, Husker Sit and Sleep. In Kearney. Doug's back tomorrow. There's bowl games on the radio tonight starting at 5 o'clock. The Duke's Mayo Bowl and the Texas Bowl later in the evening. Thanks so much for joining us. I'm Michael Shively on behalf of Jim Langan and Danny Alvarado. Have a great rest of your day.